0: Welcome to the Shelf Made Podcast, your weekly snackable-sized podcast for the consumer packaged good industry. Uh, hey, everybody! Welcome to this week's episode of Behind the Buyer's Desk with Sarah Nathan from National Co-op Grocers. Uh, Very excited after the success of our first episode to have Sarah on with us this week. Uh, We're going to try to do these episodes probably bi-weekly just to kind of keep the content coming um, and continue to interview great buyers and category managers. So Sarah, thank you so much for joining us this week. I really appreciate it. Um, Do you want to give a little background on yourself and then maybe a little background on on national Co-op grocers?
1: Yeah, of course. So I um, have been in the industry about... With COVID, it's hard to, like, you forget about that year. (laughs) About um, Five and a half years. um, I started as the first employee at a food startup um, in the Bay Area. So, you know, I I completely understand the hustle. From there, um, I started helping to run the Chobani Incubator. Um, So also worked with a lot of really awesome up-and-coming brands who are ready for the next level, Um, really... Was able to bring them into Chobani um, to their factories and the offices and teach them everything about marketing, sales, operations, uh, selling into stores. So I have this whole, um, you know, really wholesome background of understanding what a brand goes through. And now I'm really excited. Um, it's been six months at NCG to be on the buyer side and be able to kind of open that window to brands a little bit more um, into retail, give them that advice, um, that I think is super helpful. And that a lot of, um, times, you know, is just unknown because of the time that the buyers have. Um, so I really appreciate that you're doing this. Um, cause I think it's really valuable to the brands.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, we, uh, we got some good reaction from the first one and, and we're really happy to have you on. And I think, again training um, brands how to pitch to to retail buyers by the time they get to you is going to make it so much more successful for you and them as well and so a little bit on national co-op grocers i mean what differentiates them from a traditional retailer um, and kind of maybe their buying process and and just what's a little bit more about um, them and and just what makes them different
1: yeah absolutely so national co-op grocers is um a co-op of co-ops it's an umbrella organization Um, That essentially helps um, the members, um, which are our members are the stores, um, support their members um, by uh, leveraging our relationship with the distributor, with UNFI. We're UNFI's second largest customer, um, which a lot of people don't know, um, as well as leveraging our relationships with the brands, um, and then the brands get the advantage of being able to promote across you know, almost 200 different um, co-ops around the country, which if you have a national brand, might really be your customer. Um, I know a lot of times when brands start up, the first place they head to is their local independent retailer or their local co-op um, because they, you know, they know that customer, they, they are that customer, potentially, they can interact with that customer. Um, and then they say, you know, I was at, um, you know, co-opportunity in Santa Monica or um, Weaver Street in North Carolina or Weedsville in Texas or Park Slope Co-op and I really like did really well how do I replicate this across the board without maybe having a sales team you know in all every single part of the country Um, so what we do is we help them leverage our promotions and our programs um, to be able to all at once reach you know, whatever stores they're in um, and, and, you know, maintain that relationship with the with the member stores. Um, so that's really exciting. And then as of um, this past year, we implemented this program called core sets. So we are now we got the members were clamoring for help with really creating their sets. So every co-op is like any independent retailer um, is very independent, different sizes, different shapes, different you know, needs, and they don't always have time, especially with COVID right now, to take a look at their set, understand what the most efficient products are, what's out there. We have the relationships with the brands. We have spins data, um, other data, um, to be able to really create those right sets for them, So now we are um, taking a look at categories as a whole and and resetting them entirely. Um, And we we have three different regions, um, west, central, and east, um, as well as we place things nationally. And um, we're setting sizes for uh, about three different size um, stores, small, medium, and large, um, as an average. So, you know, we're not Kroger, we're not Sprouts, we're not target. We're not placing, you know, each individual slot. Right. Um, we're giving um, broad suggestions that the members have said that that they're um, committed to following uh, and with the ability to also kind of keep what makes a co-op a co-op, that regionality, that localization, that working with, you know, more small brands that might, you know, fit well just in a couple stores at the moment. So really excited we're getting um, we got amazing um, opt-in from our members a lot of excitement and the brands mm-hmm. are excited because it's also helping um, to um, formalize the the process where they're now getting the right items in across the country so they can you know work with UNfi better they're gonna have less out of stocks they're gonna have better projections um, and they're gonna really be able to succeed knowing that they can promote across the board and really know where they're in
0: and then as a brand am i able to because i think it's awesome that it's getting a little bit more centralized and and i don't have to go to each co-op is it am i able to say hey listen i only want to be available like the northeast co-ops or can i can i kind of segment by where i'm most comfortable right now if i'm a smaller emerging brand
1: yeah so if you're a smaller emerging brand the opportunity is to get into those um those, those stores specifically, you can still absolutely sell and independently. Um, once, you know, I don't wanna to get too much into the nitty gritty, but um, once we reset a particular set, we do want that those members to kind of hold their set for six months to just, you know, make sure that this program is working how we'd like it to work. So it kind of depends on where we are in the cycle of, of reviewing certain items. But yeah, I always suggest if you are small, um, you wanna, I want to see you build a base with right. with our base customers because even though we're natural, I don't I I look at natural enhanced channel data, but I don't take too much stock into how you're doing at Sprouts, how you're doing at Whole Foods because um, you know a big brand could come to me with their top eight items in the natural enhanced channel, and I could look at my data and say we're still, we're selling your products really well, but our top eight look totally different than what you suggested based on our customers just being a little bit different. They really value um, organic. They value plastic free. They value a lot of these, you know, they're really more on the cutting edge. Like co-ops were kind of started in that like hippie era and it's still, you know, um, not, don't want to generalize at all. Every co-op really has its own um, feel and vibe, and right. you know, I was I've been a member of the Park Slope Co-op, um, which is a totally different vibe than where I am here now in, in Minneapolis, and they're both really special and exciting. And people light up when they talk about their grocery store, you know, which you're not gonna see when you're about, uh, you know, Ralphs or uh, or Fresh Time. So. Yeah.
0: I think that um, people take a lot of pride in like, especially that's like, they're a little bit more prideful when they belong to a co-op. And that's kind of what I've seen with co-op customers. And so I think brands need to be you know, wary of that and understand it is a different customer base.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You, they're, um, the members are absolutely voting with their dollars. They're voting with their say during potential general meetings. Um, it's completely member owned. And so you really, um, you know, we're doing consumer centric category management and we want to make sure that um, the brands understand that as well.
0: And then, so if, if what I'm presenting to other retailers, right, my, maybe my top eight, like you had mentioned, is going to look different to yours. What should I change about my pitch, my presentation, what I'm bringing to you, what data points, uh, you know, what kind of little nuggets, what should I bring to you? That's somewhat different than what I'm bringing to every other retailer. When I come to pitch to you, what's important to you?
1: Yeah. Well, I think number one is, um, understanding what the retailer wants before you come in and pitch it's not just about you know like in the last interview do you have the right name on your pitch but do you understand what how they operate how they're what they want do they want promotions do they want you to work with their you know local community project do they want, you know do they value coupons or digital couponing um you know what is important for them to show that you are going to succeed. You have to remember that when a category manager takes a risk on a new brand, it's a really big risk. They they work with big brands that they know um, are going to, you know, constantly perform, um, you know, but at the same time, we want to work, we want to look for those next trends. We want to bring those customers in um, and we want to be able to support you, but I can't support you by just putting you on shelf. I need to know that you can um, financially support um, different programs or promotions that are going to get you off of shelf, you know, especially with demos um, being non-existent right now. um, Driving trial is really important. You know, I think that there's so many amazing items that taste uh, that have great taste, cleaner ingredients um, than a lot of what's been out there in the past. But, um, You know, if if someone's not going to pick you up because they don't know you, then you're never going to really get that opportunity to get them to switch brands. And I think during COVID, um, more people than ever are going to the grocery store. You're finding people who maybe, you know, in New York and LA were 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 hustlers and were just eating out at restaurants. Well, now they've had to switch. They've had to learn how to cook. They've had to learn how to go to the grocery store. They've had to become brand loyal to something or someone when they never were before. So you have, you know, the you have out of stocks, like there's really a big opportunity to capture a customer that wasn't there before. Um, so I think that that's really interesting as well. Um, but yeah, so for us, we have, um, you know, our website, ncg.coop. You can go and find our backend portal. Um, it's a, It's called Partner Connection. Um, There it has a lot of our forms, it has our category review calendar, which we're coming out with a new one um, at the beginning of March, so take a look at that if you're interested um, in uh, any of our reviews, because right now this is a program we're rolling out, we're not reviewing every category um, every year yet, Um, you know, it's going to take a bit of time because we are literally tearing down and building back up, Um, but there's, we also have the uh, once a month webinar um, called Getting to Know NCG and that really talks about our, not only our mission and our values and, and who we are, um, which I think again is really important to understand and know um, when coming in and speaking with us, but also um, talks about our programs and, and what we're looking for in order to uh, guarantee that, you know, or, or, or uh, help to guarantee, I can't guarantee anything um, that a brand is going to succeed with us. So, um, you know, we use sometimes different terminology than the rest of the industry. So, um, I think that that's important in general when you're talking to any um, store. You could say, oh, we do four TPRs a year, but one store, one store could a TPR can mean one thing, another, can mean a different thing. And so, you know, when I see you present to me, I want to know well, what kind of promotions are you interested in flyer ads? Are you interested in ads? Are you interested in coupons? Like, you know, because each one is pulling a different string and has a different strategy and is showing a different way that you want to come out of the gate and then maintain. Um, So I think, and I I was totally guilty of this when I was part of a brand and I had to fill out form after form after form. And I knew it could take me, you know, a half a day to fill out (laughs) these forms. And I try to be really mindful of that when, uh, you know, helping to create the forms um, that we ask for, that I'm only asking the pertinent information that's going to help me make those decisions. Um, You know, and for us too, um, kind of like was mentioned in the last interview as well, is category reviews are nowhere near the only role that we play. So, um, you know, a lot of the category managers, myself included, we don't always have time to meet individually with every brand. We ask for the submissions and we try to collect as much data as possible, Um, but you might not get the opportunity to tell your story before we take a look at the data and make the decision. At the same time, I understand that looking at spins and just looking at number data does not always tell a full picture. It doesn't give me you know, maybe you had out of stock supply chain issues for COVID. Maybe, you know, there's certain issues that I want to hear about. I'm, I'm really like those quote unquote, what you might consider, um, a failure. Um, I want to, I don't, I want to know how did you get through that? Um, and, and that really helps me in making my decisions because I can, I'm only seeing a part of the story. And while I want to meet with as many brands and hear your story, I think um even if, if we just ask for a form, send send over your deck if I don't ask for it. Because if I want to read it, I have access to it. If I don't, I save it in a folder and, and it might just sit there. But at least I have I've been armed with the information. Um so I think you can always, you know, if you're gonna send a submission, send other things. Um do everything on email these days though. Um if someone, you know. I used to also do this. I would go to Kinko's. I would do the pretty paper. I would collate my whole sales deck, you know, make sure it was sent in with the samples and that like, it yeah. it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> right. I, I don't do anything with it. It doesn't help me. Um, if I'm a paper person, then I'm I'll print it out. But, um, email is really best. Um, yeah. otherwise those things, yeah, just get lost or thrown away and no one wants you to, to, to waste your time. Um, and I know I'm just talking without you asking questions. No, 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 I, 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 I,
0: that's good. I mean, I wanted to make um, it as easy as possible. So that's good. I think what two things I want to go back to was one, you had, um, you had mentioned kind of the different ways that brands can reach out to NCG, which is, I think. Like every retailer that doesn't have a category review schedule, like online, it's like, I have like something else to say to them, but like, you know, making that stuff accessible, like not every retailer does that. And so for you to have your, um, you know, the category review schedule up there, make it accessible to brands, having the monthly webinars, also just having an email, like I checked before the interview to somebody you can reach out to directly. These are all, you know, much more actionable steps than even just like a retailer saying, hey, submit through RangeMe, because a lot of times that's not going to make it to that buyer's desk. So I think you're going out of your way to make it super easy and arm those brands with all of the information that they need. But when they get to you and finally get to the buyer, they need to be able to provide all that information to make sure it's custom tailored to you. Um, you also mentioned coming in with a strong promotional background without demos right now. I wanted to kind of ask you, are you seeing a type of demo or a type of promotion that's working better to really drive trial during this time versus, Hey, listen, we usually relied so much on demos. You know, now we're only doing TPRs and we don't see them the same velocity. Are you seeing um, a promotion that's working better for brands?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, for, um, our store in particular, um, and also just like the, if you think about the psychology of what's going on right now, people want, they're not going grocery shopping as often. They want to get in and out. They want to make their, um, their lists ahead of time. Um, at NCG, we don't have a partnership with iBody right now. Hopefully we will one day. We'll hopefully also have, uh, digital couponing, um, in the more near future. Um, but I would say anything that is going to tell people ahead of time that there is a sale or there's a, um, you know, that you're in those stores is important. So I say, you know, do the flyer ads, like pay the little extra or try to talk to, you know, if you're a small brand, um, you know, any type of buyer really, they want to fill their flyer. Like that's really important to their customers. Um, So you could say, hey, we want to do a flyer. We normally would do a, a, you know, a, a sales tag or feature shelf type ad, uh, we're a small brand, we really are looking to invest. Um, can you, you know, can we come up with a compromise or if we come up with a really good plan? Can we get you know, a comprehensive plan? Is there, you know, anything you can do for us? So I think that, you know, any category manager is gonna be really open to that when you are opening open to investing more. And I really do see that ads perform better because like think about when you were, you know, maybe not in the retail industry, and I know for me, when it came time for Sunday and the Sunday circulars, like our family was fighting over that Target ad. And whatever was in that ad, in my mind, was on sale. I never said, let me go to Target and see if they have tags that are not in this ad. You know, I really, um, that's how I shopped. And if I didn't see the shampoo or the the storage container of food that I wanted, I wasn't, I was going to find a different ad that might show that on sale. Um, I'm not, necessarily always the typical shopper, <laughs> but um, I think that's something that I think about a, a lot is how do you get on the shopping list before they even enter the store?
0: Right. Yeah. I think being top of mind, we also see a lot of brands have success in like joint promotions um, with brands that have already been in the store for a while so that you're trying to drive some traffic to your brand off of their traffic um, as well. And I think for us, it's like, it's super important to go into the media understanding. Uh, what promotional schedule the buyer is looking for and not necessarily saying, Hey, this is what we do for everybody else. This is what we can offer to you. I think you need to be flexible.
1: Yeah. And another thing I would say, again, I I love that we put out so much information for the brands and, and sometimes it can be frustrating when we go out of our way to put a lot of information out and you still come to me not having read it. Um, so that's like a big piece of advice, but if a store is not doing that, there are a million and a half um, networking opportunities for brands. Like this is the best industry in the world. It is people who are just want to feed each other and be hospitable. Um, And, you know, I started a Google group about four four or five years ago. Um, And then from there, it's gone to like other people have started Slack groups. Clubhouse has been amazing. I was really weary about Clubhouse at first, but if you're not on it, um, it's an amazing CPG community, really a lot of individual connections happening and a lot of big connections. Um, so I would definitely recommend tapping into those resources, finding a brand that, um, you know, that you admire, um, that's doing re- well in that particular retailer. Maybe it was that retailer's first store. Maybe they just, you know, do really well, or maybe you see them on promotion there all the time and, you know, founders were someone helped them understand all this and they want to pay it forward right so reach out to them and see like when you pitch to Kroger when you pitch to Walmart when you pitch to Sprouts you know what were those things that they asked for what were the things that were really important to them um and and how can I you know really tell my selling story um based on on that. So even if the information is not coming directly from the retailer, um, there is a brand that can help you navigate that. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. We, we work in a pretty friendly like industry. I think everybody wants to see kind of all about rises and a situation. And I think it's, um, yeah, I mean, just reaching out, I think there's a really strong LinkedIn community like around uh, the brands as well. And there's already going to be a brand out there that's done what you want to do in a store. And so, uh, kind of seeing what their playbook is and what their roadmap was is, is going to be very successful. Um, you know, Sarah, I'd love to kind of wrap up with understanding what category um, you do kind of manage, um, just so that uh, people that are planning on reaching out after watching this can make sure that they are in the appropriate category. Um, and then maybe the best way that they can reach you if they are, you know, they do see that their category review is coming up and it does fit um, a product that you review.
1: Yeah. So um, I do Frozen body care and lifestyle. Um, and you could reach out to me um, through, like I said, um, that Partner Connection website, it's partnerconnection.ncg.coop, but you can Google and find it really easily. Um, My uh, first thing would be to, you know, read all the documents that are attached um, and see the calendar review, and then sign up for that Getting to Know You session. That gets filtered through our business development manager um, who can then, you know, Help compile some information for me um, and pass it on, or or to any of the pass it on to the any of the category managers, um, and then those category managers um, will either reach out to you or let you know, like please reach back out to me when your category review is. Um, you know, there's always opportunity for some off cycle, but it has to be really, really special um you know and i think that that's really a big part of the selling story as well what white space are you filling um and how can you really enhance the the sales um for my store
0: yeah i don't think the brands realize that again like you're taking stuff off the shelf when you put their product on and and really like the most volatile part of your job is dealing with that five to ten percent of like new products like you know you're going to carry x amount of products but like what's the new products that are going to help increase the lift across the category. And that's kind of, that's the tough part about being a buyer and a category manager for sure.
1: Exactly. And if I can add one thing, I know uh, coming to the end, you know, um, I think the biggest thing that I learned um, from, you know, working at Chobani, um, I was surrounded by so many brilliant brains uh, was category, category, category. Don't talk about your brand, talk about the category, understand the category, understand, um, your place in the category around everyone else, um, and how you're going, you know, all ships rise with the tide. So, um, you know, real category management, I think, and any suggestions that you um, are able to make around that are really important. Um, and then lastly, ask your, ask your buyer for advice. Like they want to feel like they're part of your journey. They want to feel like they can, um, they're helping you succeed. And we see so many things I, you can tell me we're the only one who does this. And I will probably pick out three or four different companies that's doing exactly what you're doing out of my brain. Uh, maybe you don't know about that, and maybe you know I can help kind of gear, put you in the right direction um, towards um, differentiating yourself or helping you uh, with your sales story. Being someone who helps small brands a lot, I that's I love doing that. So I I always really like doing that, and I think a lot of other. Um, category managers do as well. They just don't want that if I make a suggestion, that means I'm gonna take you in. Um, But always happy to help.
0: Yeah, I think showing vulnerability in front of the buyer is okay, right? Like a lot of people will send their kind of, their new item forms to us and be like, Hey, what does this acronym mean? What's the expected free fill for that? It's like, well, why are you asking me like, like have this conversation with the retail buyer, see what's expected of you. They're not going to be upset that you're asking questions. They want you to fill this out correctly as well. And so I think there's a level of intimidation that is there, but doesn't need to be there. Um, So definitely create that rapport, have a conversation with the buyers and understand that a no now doesn't necessarily mean like a no always start the conversation and, and potentially you'll get in down the line. And so I think, um, just starting okay. that relationship is is super crucial,
1: yeah, even if you're not ready with the store, submit just so you get on the radar and we can see you how you build over time. Um, you know, and I always say any brand with an ego um, i always I am always weary of, so definitely that vulnerability is important.
0: Awesome, Sarah. I really appreciate it. hopefully um you'll get some great brands reaching out to you after this and enjoy the Minnesota cold um, and hopefully the summer coming up soon.
1: (laughs) Thank you. You too, Cameron.
0: Appreciate it.